Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Been drinking again, haven't you? The sauce. The sauce. I've been hitting the sauce. Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. What the hell was that? I don't know. I just thought I'd do it a little different this time. Can I hear just it? like make it like an announcement. You Can know? hear it one more time? And I'm Kevin David Thomas. I'm Rob Schneider, and this is Kevin David Thomas. And we are going to do our favorite things. <laughs> what are, no, we're not going to do our favorite things. We are going, we're going to, to share, share our, our favorite, favorite things. things. Hashtag Throwback Thursday once again. Hashtag TBT. Hope summer's treating you nicely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I literally get out of the subway, and I just feel... So gross. And then you have that walk-up to do on top of it. And I it live gets... on a fifth-story uh, walk-up. Yeah. Five flights up. Yeah. Uh, what is it in Promises? Promises. Upstairs. I love that score. Is it two flights up or three flights One up? Upstairs. upstairs. Two flights up. Chuck Baxter has a better apartment than Asshole. I do. I'm up on the fifth flight. I'm always like... My my husband's like, make sure we lock the door when we leave. I'm like, if somebody Honey, climbs up here five flights to steal, they deserve it. They can take they whatever they want. they deserve all those Theater World books say, that you have <laughs> on the show. <laughs> oh, every single one from 19, what, 1950? No. I think the first one It's theater. Is, I mean, you have every single one, Rob. I do. I'm very proud of that. Uh, I think the first Theater World's 1944. There you go again saying, I think, when you know exactly when it was. I, I think it was 1944. <laughs> My prized possession is I own an entire Theater World collection from 1944 to uh, present day. Boy, and they're cool books. Those are really they are, special. They're, and they're so helpful. And I'll be honest with you. If I ever came home and the house was robbed, and they you know t- the first thing I would look at was the, there was- is to make sure the books are there. Uh, then I'd be like, where's my husband? No, no. <laughs> and then where's my angel cast recording? <laughs> where's my hand? You stole it. <laughs> I have a me. feeling if I, no, if I stacked up a million dollars in the living room and the angel cast recording, yeah. and the only thing that was missing was the cast recording, <laughs> I knew it was you. I know you, Kevin David Thomas. That's true. With your three names, you should be a 90s composer. Oh, Why are you here? I did the new Kevin David Thomas workshop at Playwrights. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Is it going anywhere? No, not really. No, okay. they, just, they just perform it there. That's it. They only do three name composers at Playwrights. <laughs> that's the way it works over there. Don't you know that? That's when you submit three names, people. Oh, man. Three names. They're my um, names, too. They're my real names. Kevin David Thomas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's not a stage name or anything, no, no, right? No, Did you there was, already, there was a Kevin Thomas in Equity oh, when yeah, I joined yeah. way back in 2002, and I remember, and they were like, sorry, you, know, can't, you can't be Kevin Thomas. Did you always go by Kevin David Thomas, like in school and stuff? Was it no, the full name? No, it was just Kevin Thomas. But and uh, my grandma wanted to be to be named uh, David, and then my parents weren't like so hot on that name, so they're like, you know what? We'll make his middle name David. And then she was so she would always call me Kevin David. She always did. She was the only person who ever called me Kevin David. And then when oh. I became a professional and everything, it was I went by that. And now and now I go by my initials a lot of times. KDT. A lot of people call me KDT. Oh yeah, KDT. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know why. And and I've it's taken me many years to embrace the pretension of three first names and i and I've, i i it seems a little much to me a little bit kevin david thomas but i i like it now I'm, i See, own I've it never, i own it i hope this isn't offensive i've never associated three names with pretension but anytime there's like a serial killer or a presidential assassin yeah, yeah. they usually call them by their three they names. they always say don't trust a person with three names 
I trust you. That? Yeah, well, thank you. I trust you. I too. trust you implicitly. Yeah. And you and the other Rob Schneider. You see, that's that was always my bane. That's tough. That was always my bane. That's tough. Which was... Uh, oh, you're the comedian. You're the guy in all the Adam Sandler movies. Yep. Yep. Thanks a lot. Rob Schneider. Yeah. I used to be Rob Schneider. And I, when I teach, students get very disappointed. Because <laughs> they're like, you're ta- I'm taking class with Rob Schneider. Oh, and they go and they see me up there, who doesn't look like Rob Schneider. Looks like fucking Mel Cooley from the Dick Van Dyke show. Down. No, seriously. During Doppelganger Week, yeah. that's the doppelganger I kept getting. No. Uh... Yeah. I don't mind. He was very funny. <laughs> seriously. I'm like, that's fine with me. I think he was uh, funny and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Amazing. I'm smoking a fake cigarette. You can't see I it. I like it. I'm really not. I'm staring at a half eaten mozzarella stick. <laughs> you might remember from last week's episode. It's, <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. It's not. I've not cleaned the apartment, but that's okay. So, Kevin, what's going on? Do I'm, we have a favorite thing? I'm excited about today's clip because I have yet to do a funny YouTube clip. And this, I'm taking this down the YouTube hole. You, this, you are so lovely with all your choices. Like, it's always very well, lovely. Yeah, and that was a YouTube clip. And this clip? time, this Let's is a it. very specific clip by a very specific woman. I, you know, and it's, it's a tough one because it's not the most, is it the most brilliant acting you've ever seen? No. Listen, no, when Mother not. Teresa was an Agnes of God, she was trying <laughs> her best. Agnes of God, always. <laughs> I love Agnes of God. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's great. This is a woman who is a gospel singer. She's a praise worshiper. And she has, her set of vocal pipes is like, unlike anything I've ever heard. Okay. She's got whistle tones, like Mariah Carey, you know, singing up really crazy high. She can riff all over the place. And, you know, and a lot of the singing in the gospel church is not written. You know, you do it by ear. You listen, okay, I'll take this note. Now you take a third up. So you get this amazing singing. And a lot of times it's not, it's not notated. It's just, it's created. You're just creating a sound and you're feeling it and all that. So I'm going to ask my, our listeners, and we'll post her name. Her name is Lucretia Campbell. L-E-C-R-E-S-I-A, Campbell, like the soup, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. She is a singing actress worshiper. She's st- still with us, alive and well, and tours the country and sings in churches and all of that. And, um, but she was in a show. Uh, now, I'm, there's, a, there's a crass way of saying it, and it, it, I did look it up, and I'm not being wrong in saying this, but back in the early 1900s and the late 1800s, the, the theaters, the circuit of, of theaters that African Americans could perform in across the country was known as the quote-unquote Chitlin Circuit. Yeah. Um, and now Tyler Perry, of course, has sort of taken that and in, in up the level, and now they, they call it the Urban Theater Circuit is what we call it today. Oh, I didn't know That's that. That's what Ebony Magazine says that we call that, the Urban Theater Circuit anymore. I did not know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. I don't interesting. know. I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I don't want to offend, and it's, you know, but it is what, it, it is a, it's a usually very, um, it's it's gospel-based music. It's it's has a usually a morality theme to the goings-on. Um, there's usually a backup choir off stage that's singing and supporting it. Uh, the the plot is usually you know it's about you know a you know man and woman and family problems and all of that. And they were I mean Tyler Perry made millions and millions and millions of dollars out of Atlanta doing these circuits, doing doing these kinds of shows. He rejuvenated the entertainment industry in Atlanta because yeah. he yeah. built a huge studio and all of his that's stuff right. gets filmed in Atlanta. And he gets. He gets critiqued for, for it too, and people some some people say you're exploiting the the black cause. You're not you're not you're showing us as a cartoon or But then there's a lot of people that are saying, well, you're actually teaching me morality, and you're helping me, and you're helping my life, and you're bringing me closer to God, and all of that. You know? Yeah, it's very and divided. Live your life, you know, whatever whatever works yeah. for you. But I'll tell you, Lucretia Campbell. I don't know if she's ever done a Tyler Perry show, but she was in a, a, a show called Mister Right Now. Mister Right, like Mister. Yeah. Right. 
as in like I have to find, yes. but as Mr. Right now. So Mr. Right being God or Jesus, amazing, namely. And so it's it was a it was a a, a show that she was in. Now, fortunately for us. We have a clip of her doing one of the numbers from said uh, musical. Musical, I guess we call it a musical, gospel yeah. musical. And I need you to type in her name, and then I need you to type in the three words: "Lonely Old Woman." This is the song that she sings. A lot of <laughs> these are. I wish you had seen it, Rob. You're going to see it. I want to watch it as soon as we get you done. You have blown my it, mind because I have I never heard of this. I'm sure you've seen this before. My buddy Derek showed it to me years ago, and then I saw it again recently. And, I, and every time, I'm like, I'm so completely rocked by it because her talent is out of control. You know, is it a song that's like Sondheim where it's like we're going from point A to point B? I'm going on a journey. No, it's not. She says the same thing over and over again. I'm a lonely old woman. And on the bridge, she gives you examples. I'm like, I'll more to that in a minute. But what it is is interesting is that it's it's R and B. Is there's like crazy riffs all over the place. Um, the backup choir is constantly saying "lonely old woman" like over and over again. That's what they're singing. And then I can't tell if she's improvising half the time or if she's just kind of doing what she wants to do. But basically, a lot of these songs start with like a really dramatic monologue, and then they go into the song like that. So what happens is she's on stage, and she is looks like very much like a lonely old woman. And she's all by herself. She's in like a set. The set is like the kitchen's behind the couch. The couch is downstage center. Okay, and um, and she's the very first line is like, "I'm a lonely old woman," and she's like, "God, what do I have? I don't have anything, but I got you, God." I got you. And then she starts singing, I'm a lonely old woman. And then she's saying to God, she's like, she's saying to Jesus, like, mold me, like, hold me. And it becomes very impassioned so that she gets up. And at one point, she's like feeling her body all over because she's so like, she's feeling that the spirit all in her. And but it gets a little like, almost sexual Suggest- oh, like a yes. little like all like almost she falls to her knees at one point And she continues to like writhe a little bit. And then um, wait, <laughs> You guys are sweating. Got, it's just so, so you know there are beads of it's sweat so coming good. off of you. So when she says "hold me, mold me," all that she's on, and then she like gets up to, for like the like the bridge section, and she's like, "I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cook by myself." And when she says that, she goes to the to the um the stove and she grabs a pot, the 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 top of the you know the lid, and she's like, "I don't want to cook no more," and she puts that back down. Great indication, just indicating. Absolutely fine. fine. And then uh and then she do- goes into this whistle tone sequence. Where she, because she's saying the same thing over and over again, but she's like, she's like, lonely, 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 and just, just kind of improvises like Ella Fitzgerald in a way, and then she taught. You think, how can you end this song? Like, is it like alphabet? Like, ah, no. The music winds down, and all she does before she limps off stage is she goes, she's like, I'm a lonely woman. Yes, I am, and then leaves. It's genius. It is. Her performance is so jaw-droppingly like, you're kind of like, is this amazing or is this like, it's good, but it's wackadoo. I have never heard of this. You- Lucretia Campbell, Lonely. There's other ones that she, there's another one that I'll do that another Does day. Does she have like, a, like her own channel on no, there or just so. if you search, you're going to find you, out? I mean, her voice is sick. I mean, like she's, her voice is just absolutely unreal and she's, she's toured the country and she's, um, she has played like Effie, of course, and, and, but I think she's known for doing more praise. She younger? Praise. No, no, no. I'd say she's probably in her 50s now, maybe in okay. 60s. But she, because she's been doing this for years. But you can watch her sing, and she will sing, uh, in she her, will sing in her gospel and her praise clips, you know? Wow. But, but I love her drama. Her, her theatrical stuff is That's what, what we're looking for, is mm, the theatricality. That's the good stuff right there. 
Maybe she'll get her own TV show. She's been on the Trinity Broadcasting Network and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like her own show or like as a guest? I don't know, but I think she sings on that a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. TBN. Yeah, she's known for she's known. I mean, she's very known in, in the gospel world for sure. Interesting. I did but, not know um, that. But it's her. It's her. It's the theatrical circuit that I'm mainly interested in. I am, and, uh, uh, and because we're of that world, we can look at it, and it's it. Their values are a little different, and the production values are completely different, and the you know, but it's still completely fascinating, and maybe a little funny too. I cannot. Wait, I, I am wait. like, I kind of want to just name my favorite thing and run out to go watch this because I'm so curious right now. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. Yep, so check it out, friends. It's four minutes of your life that you're just going to be, you're just going to throw your hands up and say thank you. Wow. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm like, I hope you can't see it, but I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing my computer right now to be like, can I secretly type it in? <laughs> that is incredible. Okay. Right, so uh, there's, oh my that's, gosh. that's mine for the day. <laughs> I, I, mine will not live up to that. No, it's okay. Mine will not live well, up to that. But also actually somewhat spiritual as well. Ah. In, in a certain way. That made a good segue. Um, mine's a musical. Okay. It was a musical that was done uh, in the early aughts of this century uh, off Broadway. It was a musical that I discovered a few years after it premiered because I directed it as my graduate thesis. Really? At Penn State University. I got my MFA at Penn State. It's a very interesting MFA. It's an MFA in directing for the musical theater. And no other school in the world offers that. They offer MFAs in directing, but ours specifically really cool. is directing for musicals. That's really special. And the head of the program is Susan H. Shulman. Yeah. And Susan uh, is the president of the Directors Union right now oh, wow. for theater. But she also directed the original Secret Garden. Mm-hmm. She did Little she Women. She did my favorite musical, Violet. Violet. She did Violet. Yeah. She did At Playwrights um, Horizons. Yeah, oh, play, Playwrights Horizons. Mm-hmm. She did... Uh, anyway, she's... A brilliant, brilliant person. I hope to get her on the podcast because mm-hmm. she has fascinating stories. Yeah. But anyway, she was the one who brought this show to me and said, for your thesis, she goes, you should do this. I think it's right up your alley. And so she handed me the script to something called A Man of No Importance. Oh, I was going to say Bernardo Alba, A Man of No Importance, <laughs> of course. I also did Bernardo Alba. Well, that was at the Mitzi Newhouse as well. Oh, that's and true. It, well, and it, but that's, no, no. No, I did. I, I saw that production. You, A Man of No Importance? Yes. Was a man it? of no importance. It's beautiful. This is this show takes me to church. This totally. show, I think, is one of the most beautiful pieces of musical theater within the past thirty years. And it is just just to give you a little history of who wrote it and all that stuff. It's by the same team who did Ragtime. So it's Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty and Terrence McNally wrote the book. It was one of the first musicals Joe Mantello directed, mm-hmm. director of Wicked, and it's a beautiful story. Uh, about bus driver in Dublin in the 1960s uh, named Alfie Byrne. And Alfie wants to put on a community theater production of Oscar Wilde's uh, Salome in the church basement. And the church has always allowed him to put on shows for the community. But Salome is a little too salacious and sexual for them. risque. As the show goes on, what you start to realize is that Alfie, who's in his mid-50s and lives with his sister and is never married, is gay. And the musical is really about his acceptance of his sexuality and the community's acceptance of, of his sexuality. 
But the one thing also is that I think that I, I think is so beautiful is there's a song in there called Love Who You Love. And I think this show reflects that very nicely. You, it's not about being gay. It's not about being straight. It's about loving what you love in life, whether it is men, whether mm-hmm. it's women, whether it's you're loving the theater, whether you love God, whatever you love, you must follow your love. And one of the things that I think is so beautiful is that when a lot of the town ostracizes him for his homosexuality, it's the theater community that he's built that accepts him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a great thing that we as theater artists do, which is, I think you can see this in any high school theater program across America, if you feel strange or you feel different or you feel like you don't fit in, the theater community accepts that. It's the one place where everybody can go and be accepted because as soon as you walk in and you go, everybody here is crazy Mm -hmm. and there's really no hierarchy Mm -hmm. in all of that. And I think the show is absolutely beautiful. And I was going through a scrapbook that I had yesterday of my production of it. And just a very quick shout out. The people that were in my college production of it have all gone on to do some pretty amazing oh, yeah? things. I, the lovely young lady who sings Princess. Princess, yeah. Uh, mine, my, the person who played it for me was Caroline Bowman, uh, who just recently finished up uh, Elphaba oh, on Broadway. Good for her. Uh, and is now playing Evita uh, in Evita. She did the national tour of Evita. Wow. Uh, Nathan Lacrizio, who was in Cinderella. Nice. Uh, Jason Sparks, who's Warren Carlyle's oh, associate yeah. choreographer, and he's going to be the associate on Hello, Dolly coming up. Uh, Dan Gleason, who's oh, wow. also in Wicked. And our assistant stage manager was a guy named Mike Carnes, who now does all the social media for Hamilton. Good gig. Who has his own company. He's like 26, and he has Good a company him. called Marathon Live Entertainment, wow. which does a whole bunch of social media. So that team is very special mm. in my heart. And the show is very special in my heart. And it's, this is very hard to find, but the musical is based on a movie. Mm. And it's a beautiful movie with Albert Finney, uh, who plays the bus driver. It's a, play, it's a, you know, a, str- a straight film. It's, not, it's, not a non, it's a non-musical film. Yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful and breathtaking. It hasn't been released on DVD in the United States. But hopefully you can find it somewhere because I think it's one of the most beautiful performances from an actor. Wow. On, on stage, it was Roger Reese, the late yeah. great Roger Reese. Uh, Faith Prince yeah. of Miss Adelaide fame was his sister. And a very young Stephen Pasquale cool. was uh, his friend who worked on the bus with him right. that he ends up having feelings for. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. If your theater company is looking for an intimate musical to do and one that reminds you how beautiful storytelling can be and how beautiful the theater can be, then I suggest look no further than A Man of No Importance. Yeah, I saw it. My mother and I, my parents lived in Atlanta, and my mom and I would see shows just when I was on break from college or not even though I was, I was after college. doesn't matter. But we saw a, a, like a maybe semi-professional community theater production of it, and I, was, I went into it being like, oh, mom, I don't know about this Irish yeah. accents and it was it was incredible. I think it I think it, it this piece is so well written that it it, it works across the board. Like Absolutely. it doesn't matter where or what or who, but it's just it, the theme is there. The music is that that's uh, Flaherty Nairns, You guys, th- come on! They've been doing this for how long? Anastasia just opened at Harvard Stage. You know th- they've been doing this for decades now. And here's what I applaud about them. There's two things I want to applaud. One is the versatility of their music. This is 1960s Ireland. If you listen to this score and you listen to Ragtime and you listen to Dessa Rose, Dessa Rose or Lucky Stiff or yeah. Once in this Island, none of those musicals sound anything like yeah. one another. Different flavors. All written by the same two individuals. And to me, that's incredible. And the other thing I want to give them a shout out for is when I work with new writers and they're struggling on their opening, 
I always say go back to Aaron's and Flaherty because nobody writes opening numbers the way they do. If you listen to the opening number of mm-hmm. this show or Ragtime or My Favorite Year. Desa Rose. I love it. Desa- Desa- I love in the Desa beginning, Rose. you get the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and the how, and you're home clear after mm-hmm. that. You don't need 21 songs. You don't need 45 songs explaining exposition. You get everything right at wow. the beginning, and they do it brilliantly. Agreed. So my favorite thing for this week but my favorite just my favorite thing permanently is a man of no importance really good one really good one. and yours was just as good lucretia campbell we're gonna Long we're both going woman. to church yeah we are with alfie and lucretia <laughs> all right we oh, will see goodness. you all next all time right, bye, take everybody. care bye raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things These are a few of my favorite things Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.